Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And joining us today, we have two opening kills. He co-hosts Beyond the Blinds and hosts Dunzo. Troy McKeady, hi. Hi, Troy. Hi. And he is a freelance artist and Heather Ladenkamp aficionado. I love Heather Langkamp. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I killed the whole recording. Oh my goodness, what did I do? And uh, what's your name, I'm sir? Wearing the 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 shirt, <laughs> starring Heather Langkamp, uh, and uh, I'm an illustrator and uh, you know uh, graphic designer of sorts. So, well, and what's uh, your name? Laz Marquez. There we go. <laughs> the wonderful Laz Marquez. Uh, the final girls poster that's always behind me. They did that one. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, yeah. I'm Laz getting is... lost in like this, uh, you know, uh, film. Yes. Yes. This <laughs> one. Nightmare. Nightmare. New Nightmare. <laughs> what are we, we talking about? We are here to talk about yes. New Nightmare. Yeah. Bef before the recording, Zach brought up the... Uh, Name on Elm Street Revival, which Laz and I did see together, and Laz very um, feels very strongly about it. Uh, but we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about dude. Yeah, it was drama, y'all. Drama. There was flipping of <laughs> tables. There was some. We're gonna have an Andy Cohen reunion after this for <laughs> that specific information. Uh, but yeah, today we're gonna be covering Wes Craven's new nightmare. This was 1994, right? Do we know what how much this made at the box office? It didn't do incredible, did it? It didn't like revive the franchise. It did good. I, I looked. I actually saw that on IMDb. I think like yeah. the budget was like eight thousand, and it made mm -hmm. like twenty thousand. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I mean, horror films are usually like able yeah. to be profitable, right? Um, this came after. Which one did this come after? This was after Freddy's Dead. Yep. Yeah, because they were they. Uh, the, the big point was that they killed Freddy, right? They hosted like all of these big press things. I didn't know that they had like a funeral for Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah, and like all of this like really random stuff. Uh, and they brought really? him back. Yeah, it was like, I don't, what, what year was Fr uh, Freddy's Dead? I don't even remember. Um, let's see. Probably 92. Do you think it was it was that soon? Yeah. Okay. I think. Hmm. That would make sense. It, it, yeah. This film was 94. Mm-hmm. So this film is like, this is what, uh, so me and Ian were actually talking about this. And then Ian told me that he was talking about this with you also, Laz, is that this movie really, when you watch it, it's kind of insane after, because we've, me and Ian have been covering Scream for like a month and a half. So we, we've been, uh, Scream, 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 Scream. Nearly two but, months. <laughs> and then watching this one, I am like, I don't know. It's like really cool to see that he was in a whole, like, meta thought process with this movie, like, around this time, right? Like, he had all of these ideas and this, like, these concepts, and he was, like, really putting it out here in New Nightmare and didn't get it all out in the way that he wanted to and moved on to Scream and did the same thing, right? Like, there's a through line there. Well, I, I, I think what he did with this film is really, like, take what he created and, like, took it to a next level um, and tried to make it meta. Like mm -hmm. he would, you know, so I'm going to be the annoying like info guy. <laughs> oh, know. I thought you were going to say to me like, it doesn't really work. I was like, He's, uh, this is where I laugh. <laughs> he does. This is his least favorite. Of the yeah. <laughs> this is where I go all lazy and uh, meta uh, within myself. Uh, 
but like he wanted to do with uh dream warriors the third film uh within the franchise he wanted to like like do like this whole meta like weird thing where like freddie comes into you know the the real world and he does his stuff and yeah you know blah 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 so like this is him fulfilling that like prophecy uh so to speak yeah that makes sense um yeah um and this so i i, I kind of went back and backtracked a little bit because i wanted to know like where meta horror was kind of like coming from right like where were the roots of meta horror and if you're saying he he was like thinking about that way back at you know dream warriors um it's pretty far back so i like the, the one of the earliest ones i could find was a movie called popcorn that i never heard of apparently it's like super hard to find has anybody seen that um a few years before so. this one i think and it was supposed to be uh like one of the the roots of meta horror i guess um but yeah, I read a little article about that one and, and then, you know, stuff like this followed and then, you know, Scream and, you know, then we really like vamp up the meta horror. But, you know, what I found interesting is like the all of the there, there's a bunch of franchises that have like, quote unquote, curses connected to them. Right. Like Poltergeist. And then we have The Exorcist. And like um, this is like a, also a really cool way to like kind of play with that and be like, well, what if, you know, this this franchise was cursed and like it, the curse actually came out and like started grabbing at these people in real life even though we only have like two deaths in this one i just love that this movie feels like it's obviously super meta but it also feels like you know when you watch this as an adult like i used this was the one that i used to watch the most as a kid for whatever yeah. reason i think it's because it scared me the most because i really felt like yeah freddie was real you know because i'm being told in this one that he is beyond movies now and he's real um but it just feels like a love letter to people who like this franchise and to the people who made it and it's like Wes's love letter to the people who built New Line and like it just feels really special. Like it just yeah. feels like an event, you know? It does. Um and I mean it was kind of treated like that too, right? Like they got a lot of people on board to do like even like bit roles in this, like at the funeral scene, like we've got, you know, Mm -hmm. bunch of people connected to the first one in it um i think even like they they wanted to get Don johnny depp but they were too like i think wes was too scared to ask him and then like <laughs> later ran into johnny depp and johnny depp's like yeah man i would have done it you you guys should have called me um it did feel like something and, and also does it feel like it's more than 10 years i'm always surprised when they say it's only 10 years after the original i'm like this feels like a movie that was i don't know like this was the 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 n2o you know of the of the franchise nightmare 2o um this I mean, feels way later into the 90s yeah. to me for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. 94, man. That's it. Like, you it's know, it's so weird. Early. Yeah, I it's I think this is the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I actually watched all the way through. Um, because I was always scared of Freddy and the concept of him as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was 10 when this came out. Um, and I remember the same neighbors, the neighbors that lived directly across the street we would like take turns. Like there was like a brother and a sister and they would have their cousins there a lot. And like, I was the youngest of my family. So there was no one here. We would take turns. Like either they would be here. Or I would be there. And we would always rent. Both of our moms were very bad at being like, no, you shouldn't watch that. And I remember renting scream and this within like the same weekend together. Mm -hmm. And like, this was the first Freddy movie I watched all the way through. And like so much so that I remember being surprised like later on when I went back and watched the first nightmare on Elm street, because Laz, I love you. That version of Freddy is fucking stupid to me. Like when he's the, cutting the off one? his yeah, when he's cutting off his own fingers and like laughing and making jokes, I'm like, this is dumb. This isn't scary. I don't know. I I have 
thoughts about that. Uh, I <laughs> He's going to leave the podcast again. <laughs> We've got two uh, strikes already. Yeah. No, like, I, I, I agree with you uh, in that, like, his look is very, like, it's like Nosferatu, but, like, poorly done. Mm. Kind of, I can see. I can. I can see that. I. I don't know. I. This. I think I'm. I'm with you on like this was my first, you know, through and through like watch of a nightmare movie. I remember watching this one, thinking this was. I. I, I want to say I thought it was the one with when it was three with Patricia Arquette because I was obsessed with Patricia Arquette. Um, I don't know. I shouldn't have been watching Stigmata, but like that made that movie made me obsessed <laughs> with Patricia Arquette. So <laughs> I like wanted to watch everything she was in. And I remember ordering it from Amazon and it getting in the it, arriving in the mail, and I watched it. And she was nowhere to be found, but like I fell in love with this movie and replayed it and replayed it and replayed it and you know played it out with, with dolls and everything. Like this was so fucking cool to me. I loved this movie so much and like all of the little action, you know, scenes. Everything made for I don't know, just great play. I remember um, I, I used to make movies. I had like a little video camera, so I used to make movies. And I used to we had a dugout with a baseball field behind our house and I used to make my friends go and stand on the dugout and reach for this guy like like Dylan does at the park. You <laughs> You're know? like climb to the top. So this inspired a lot for Now me. jump. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, just jump. <laughs> I think I had somebody I think one of one of uh, our friends dads came out and like stood it so that one of us could jump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this it was just a fun movie and it's like it's such a great watch. It doesn't really get old. I think the only part that I really take it's not even a big issue, but the only part that kind of loses a little bit of steam for me is like the final battle, right? Okay. What do you not like about it? Mm, it just like after following everything else, like the freeway and and mm. Nancy literally running around the hospital and like there's a lot of energy leading up to that and then I feel like the energy kind of you know, goes down a little bit, but not not in a bad, not in a you know too bad of a way. Like it's still fun to watch. It's just I, I don't know, and I never don't really vibe with the set piece, and you know, I get that. I actually agree with that. I just wanted to see what you'd say because I agree that the the only weak part of this movie for me is, and it's not even really weak. It's actually still really great, but just in comparison yeah. to like how good the rest of the movie is, I do think it's very like. And then he dies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like okay, like I guess. He CGI explodes or whatever, but oh my God. sure. <laughs> I love CGI flames and explosions. Like so, Laz, I'm curious no. what you because for me it does become a little bit. The the only reason so Zach and I did agree when we were watching it, which doesn't happen often, um, but like it does become a little bit. Like it feels like everything else is so different, and then that feels kind of like oh yeah, that's a ending of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. But I could see. I feel like I might I might say what you're about to say, Laz, that maybe that's on purpose because she is entering the movie and like she just had the scene, which actually like I loved with yeah. the actor playing her dad and like he's become her dad and he's calling her Nancy. And she's mm -hmm. like, why are you calling me Nancy? Like I would have I would have loved if we got more of that like melting of like she still knows she's Heather, but like people so, are calling her Nancy. So I think that's her moment of acceptance. Like, she, like, has realized that she is Nancy. Mm. She is that character. She is that person. Um, I would say similar, like, and I would maybe say it resonates with you, uh, you know, Zach, like, with, like, Jamie Lee Curtis being, yeah. you know, like, Laurie Strode. Yeah. Like, they become that 
character. That is like kind and, of the curse of a final girl and a final girl actress, right? right? Like, I mean, and, and Heather Langenkamp. So, like, I thought it was. I watched this kind of alongside a documentary called "I Am Nancy" that Heather Langenkamp put together about like being Nancy. Have you seen that one, Les? I, I oh, think so you probably good. would. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and in it, she's going through <laughs> this whole like. Everybody fucking loves Freddie and everybody loves Robert England. Like everybody loves Freddie. And <laughs> she's asking people about Nancy and people are like, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, Nancy's okay. You Some know? of them don't even know who she is. It's I like, know. What? There's a, this horrible moment where this guy's getting a, a Freddie Krueger tattoo and she's sitting with him for like three hours while he gets the stamp tattoo. And she like towards the end of it, she asks, well, would you get a Nancy tattoo to go along with it? And he's like, he, it's like super cringy, super awkward. And he's like, uh, I think I'll just stick with Freddie. And it's so, it's like crazy. This was also 2011. I think nowadays she's definitely finally getting her kudos and, you know, getting her fan service that she deserved for so long. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Heather Lingenkamp and Nancy for a second. I think, you know, that's a huge part of this movie. And even like with that documentary, that's sort of mirroring New Nightmare, you know? In New Nightmare, we see all of these kids going crazy over. Robert mm -hmm. England, you know, as Freddie. Um, that's how you know, I, I told you, and that's how you know there's no gays in the audience because the gays would have been flocking Heather <laughs> Lingenkamp, you know? <laughs> True. She just didn't have any gays See, in the audience. I, I, I don't know that they would. I don't, you don't know think that, so? Like, I don't know that the gays would be, like, all over Heather Langenkamp. I would. Um, I would. I'll be the one. When she says, I have a fan, that's me, I guess. <laughs> me, personally, I would love to just be near her, but... Um, just to smell like a little bit. You know, there, there's, <laughs> there, there's something interesting about this notion of, like, final girls and, yeah. like, how we perceive them and how we look at them. So, like... Our iconic person is Jamie, you know, like uh, Laurie Strode. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then where do we look outside of that? Um, yeah. And I think it's important perfect. to like kind of distinguish all of the final girls like separately, right? Like we were uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier again is, is Nancy is – a really impressive final girl when you really think about it and you really get down to it. Like, most final girls, like, aside from the ones that have been coming out, you know, the last 10 years, maybe 15 years, um, most of them, their first go-around, especially Sydney and Lori, like, Sydney and Lori are big final girls, but their first go-around, their first movie, really is a survive the night. Whereas Nancy's, she's plotting, scheming, and, and fucking, like, battling it out, you know, off the bat, right? Like, she figures out what's going on and she's automatically, like, into into game mode she's a type a personality you know she's like doing this and that set that does set her apart from a lot of those earlier final girls but like people don't talk about that enough well i i, I think in you know like we're we're talking about the first film yeah. uh first and foremost uh by saying that nancy as a character was really like productive mm -hmm. and very you know like she knew what to do yeah and you know those circumstances but i think uh with new nightmare it's a very different circumstance with her having a child i mean i i do feel like like right this has to be a different character is like what it just like 
you know that's like the whole point like she's not nancy that's why when like the guy that played her dad is calling her she's like why are you saying nancy um and i i do think you're right a little bit with like it does bring a different dynamic because it's like she's a mom she has her husband was just fucking murdered like you know um also wait so zach and i both remembered the husband's murder a little differently (laughs) i love how we just pivot to that real quick (laughs) i because i I, we both were like zach said it to me and i was like wait i was thinking the same thing I thought it was a practical effect. Did anybody else like remember the claw coming through the seat? Because it was very CGI in this. The version. Yeah, I do. I do kind of remember that in a weird. Yeah, yeah. I had that memory, too. Or is it just maybe like we remember that because we haven't watched it in a while? It's it's probably that. It probably is that. Yeah. So bringing it back to like Heather Lingenkamp playing herself, right? Like she has to play herself differently than she would play Nancy. And, you know. I, 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 I've i seen oh. in interviews how, you know, they approached her with this and it's like, hey, this is you. You're going to be yourself. And like, we want your husband in it and we, we want you to have a child. And she had a husband, she had a child, you know, like they even wanted her husband to play her husband, but he like wouldn't do it. So they had to hire an actor. But like, well, I, talk I, about I, meta, you know? I think, I, I think something to be like very honest and, you know, respectful to that actress yeah, Heather Langkamp is that, you know, she had at that time, you know, a stalker. Yeah. She, you know, was being stalked and she didn't know what to do with that. And Wes Craven came to, you know, her and they were trying to create this narrative. And it was, you know, difficult for her to agree to this uh yeah. narrative and like film yeah and they were clearly west was clearly working something out with this and like bringing it to the actors and allowing them to kind of interject what they are needing to work out also was like brilliant you know because because you get movies like what was the movie uh, about the like end of the world and they had all the celebrities playing themselves what was that called like this is the end or something oh like this that. is the end yeah. Yeah. yeah and like you know those are heightened versions of themselves but like have no real connection to their lives whereas like we're seeing nancy as this actress who's um you know known as Nancy, but not even being celebrated as Nancy. She has this child. She has a husband, all like she does in real life, and has this stalker like she has in real life. So she really, like, that line must have been, like, pretty blurred for her. I also love that she's just, like, Heather Lingenkamp really, when you think about it, aside from, like, I would say maybe Nev Campbell could be the only example, she's the only final girl actress who, in this giant franchise of all these movies, her, her films are canon. Yeah. Like any movie that she's starred in in this franchise is top tier, and you could only watch the ones that she's been in and totally know the, basically know the whole story in a sense. Yeah. Cutting out all the fat, you know what I mean? Like the best parts of the story. <laughs> the the reboot is the only one that doesn't connect to that original line, right? Like even New Nightmare kind of does because it's still like talking about that, right? So right. they never had a because I haven't seen the entire thing, so they never had a moment where they had to like. I don't know, erase one of the past installments. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, they've done some trickery. <laughs> some some uh, omitting. There's like, there's an emotional investment that I feel like you can, that resonates off of her. Mm-hmm. Like there's an investment in this movie, in this franchise, in the character, in Freddy. You can just tell Heather Langenkamp like really fucking loves this franchise and she cares about it. And I feel like 
I love her in all of them, but there's just something about her acting in this one. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, the fact that she is being Nancy and also, like you said, she has this like troubled relationship with this movie that is real. You know, you're just, you're seeing a lot of emotion play out on camera. And I just, I just, oh, and she's beautiful in this oh, movie. Yeah. Like, Can we, it's yeah, like yeah. blinding. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like she, she's gorgeous in this film. But everybody should have a note about her hair because her hair is fucking <laughs> I, 90s perfection. God. <laughs> like, oh my God, I couldn't stop staring at it. And I always forget, like, <laughs> how much I actually like when she gets the gray streak. I'm like, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. (laughs) As a kid, I thought that was like so badass that she got the gray streak. I was like, ooh. Like she's Uh, like rogue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like her hair is so like beautiful and voluminous. It's like a beautiful lion's mane around her head. Like naturally, like I was watching, you know, that I Am Nancy documentary and there was a whole scene about her hair because everybody's like, yeah, she has this like naturally just big bountiful mound of hair <laughs> on her head and it's just so perfect um and this i think this is my favorite she's awesome <laughs> yeah this is my favorite nancy like final girl look i i think this is my favorite i love like the bandaged arm i love the the kind of like vest thing she has on and it's i, I like it more than the uh the pajamas. <laughs> I actually like her Dream Warriors look a lot. I'm not going to lie. I like 80s. Yes. I can't remember that one. I can't remember that. Thank one. you, Troy. <laughs> Zach and I aren't as well versed in the Nightmare franchise. That's why we're good. That's, it's a good franchise to go through for the first yeah. time while we're doing the podcast. So yes. it'll, be, yes. it'll be a good thing. Um, yeah, but like, so this movie, like kind of going into it, you know, there's not even opening credits. Did you guys notice that? Like, there's no opening credits. They really put you in the movie and they're, they're wanting you to sit there and go, this is real life. You know, you're watching mm-hmm. these actors. I am a dummy and I didn't notice that till Zach, like literally at the end of the movie. He's like, yeah, they want to make it like real life. There's no credits. And I was like, oh. But it's super <laughs> easy to like miss, right? It's because you already expect an opening credit scene that it, you're expecting that. And when it doesn't happen, you don't even realize that it didn't happen, you know? Yeah, um, it's so immersive. That, that has to be like some psychological thing that they like. It, did that bother you? No, I loved it. I loved that. I did too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think, Troy, what you said is right. Because like it does kind of like, there's no open credits, but it like puts you right in there. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's her the opening with the dream, but we're on set. We're like they're doing the music like it puts you in there right away there's no like there wouldn't have been like a slow like credits are playing like it's just like you're there it's we're going yeah. for it nancy screaming like yeah you're just on set all of a sudden yeah yeah <laughs> okay so uh, this is this is a question i have for everybody because it really does throw you into the story super quick and nancy's going through turmoil like from the outset right like there's not really a moment where they go to dinner or they have any sort of family set up there's not a whole lot of that it's all it, there, there is some of that but it's mixed in with everything that's already going on so we have the phone calls happening we have the earthquake we have like a little bit of you know, you know we, the, the kids watching you know her nightmare on elm street movie by the way if my mother was a final girl i would absolutely be up at 1 a.m watching her final girl <laughs> movies okay so like that doesn't nothing creepy about this kid <laughs> this kid uh, is all of us are you kidding me yeah yeah we are all dylan that kid also was only ever cast as like the the shithead kid who bites mm-hmm. people or a creepy kid you know there was totally no in between for him um but yeah no what did you guys feel about them like basically pushing us right into plot and right into um where we needed to be because i think it's like by minute 36 that the dad's dead too 
I think it's cool if you are familiar, like, if you're a person who's familiar with these movies, I think it's cool because you, there's sort of a shorthand. Mm-hmm. But if you're not familiar with them, it's still really immersive and I think really, like, fun to watch. Like, every time I've ever watched this movie, I've not been, like, completely blown away by the opening, but I do find it really easy to get sucked into the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know, it's easy to cut it on and not turn away. I think I think of West like, as the second to this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a final um, boy. Because, like, <laughs> Heather's all over this movie, right? And, like, she... I think she's the reason you get so sucked in, right? You're just watching the hair yeah. around from scene to scene. Well, um, it's, it, it's really about her and Wes and, like, their collaboration and their history. And I think that's a really rich but also difficult thing to uh, navigate. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think they do a good job with it. Um, I will say, uh, so to answer your question, uh, Zach, I do think that, like, I, so it's not, like, for me, it's not a flaw, but I would have liked a little bit more of, like, a slow down burn, like, slow burn to, like, Freddy, because it kind of is, and I mean, I, I do agree with you too, Troy, like, it is pretty immersive, so you're just in there, and it's not, like, a bad thing, but I wouldn't have minded, like, a little bit more of like okay she we open on that dream but then it's like you know you mentioned we don't even go out dinner like maybe maybe a dinner scene with her and her husband and she's like fine but she's like oh i had a nightmare and then slowly we build to like ooh, who is she being stalked by oh it's actually just freddy krueger it's not like some fan i wouldn't have minded a little bit of a slow burn build up to that but it's I, I say that like I that's how I would prefer the story to be told, but it's still the way it's done like works. And I like that she doesn't waste a whole lot of time like denying to herself that something is happening. You know, mm. she's already kind of on that page um, because I I don't know, like I, it, it makes sense in movies. Right. You got to have the moment where you kind of like doubt yourself and stuff like that. But yeah, they happen so often that it's, it is really refreshing to see somebody just like. Like, this like, is Freddy nope, Krueger. Freddy. <laughs> Freddy. Yeah, like, this is my reality, and yes. it's weird, but it's happening. Yeah, this happened, guys, like, three guys, years ago for ag- me. Again, again, it's, uh, you know, like, a really Heather Langkamp, yeah. like, film. Well, like, but, you know what I mean? If it's, like, supposed to be that the movies weren't real, uh, one could see where they would have a plot line of her being, like, well, this can't be Freddy. But, no, yeah. she's, like, well, doctor, it's Freddy Krueger that's after my son. That's what's well, happening. I, 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 I love that moment <laughs> and that scene. <laughs> I was, like, she's not going to try to lie? Like, shouldn't she at least lie to the doctor? That way they yeah. can get out of there? <laughs> no, this is a, it's just, uh, we'll get to, doctor, we'll get to all uh, Dr. Hefner, <laughs> I believe. So we're going to well, get to all the hospital shit. Yeah, there yeah. is, there is no. a very, like, <laughs> I love the, that it's not just Nancy either. It's, you know, Wes is automatically like knowing some shit is up, but he's, he's cursing this shit, right? He gets off scot-free by the end of the movie. Leaves her a little note. Say, hey, thanks for playing Nancy one last time. It's like, thank you fucking Wes. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm back. To, I'm going to prison after yeah. this. The cops yeah. are on their way to my house after all of this shit. And my kid's alive, by the way. I don't know if you are concerned. <laughs> 
burned or not. Yeah, yeah thanks alive. for asking about that. Thanks. Thank you. You, <laughs> yeah. you obviously could make your way into our, our bedroom while we're like clearly <laughs> thrashing around under the covers. I hope you checked on us, maybe left us some Tylenol, maybe a glass of water. You know? <laughs> Wes like wrote into the script, like none of it affected me, but it all affected everyone else. I, I do fine. love how like he does seem a little bit mad too here though. Like, I, and I like seeing like a meadow West, right? Like him. Yeah. How, how does West ride himself? There was, there was a moment taken out of, out of the script. I think somebody told him no, but like he was supposed to, in the big confrontation with Nancy, he was supposed to have like cut off his eyelids to stay awake. And I thought that would have been so fucking badass, but I think somebody told him no. <laughs> it would have felt like, less than this. Yeah, yeah. It would have felt like a, like just a tad too like, I say I say this knowing that Freddie appears to the child in the clouds and then has a claw going over traffic, <laughs> but it would have felt a little too surreal for a movie that's supposed to be like grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Mm. Um, but I do, and I, I, you know, Zach and I talked about this while we were watching it. Like, I, the only thing, and I remember as a kid, kind of being like, oh, I would have liked that. I do wish we had like. Freddy versus Robert Englund scene, or Freddy versus cool. like Craven too. Like yeah. we don't really get Freddy versus like them, but like Freddy versus Robert Englund. Could you imagine? Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be oh, so cool. Especially with like this version of Freddy that is different. For, I mean, granted, it is Robert Englund, but different yeah. from the the ones like in the world of this movie that are slightly different from the Freddy that Robert Englund had played. Like mm-hmm. I think that would have like like mm. Wes Craven could have done a really good scene of like where Robert Englund's expecting him to do something else because that's what his Freddy would have done. But the real Freddy is more like brutal and like quieter, right? Like, Freddy versus Freddy. I like that. Yeah. I like it. But like that's everybody's cool. just having nightmares and Nancy's literally the one getting sliced and diced. Like Robert Englund's painting fucking, <laughs> yeah. painting Freddy Krueger. <laughs> what I would say, uh, being like a uh, weird, you know, nightmare aficionado, <laughs> is that like the new freddy is based on a very different kind of notion mm-hmm. he's not like the freddy we know yeah, yeah. he's yeah. which is appreciated i like too. a scarier freddy I appreciate a scarier Freddy, and I like that they kind of even changed his look right he doesn't even look so much burned as he looks just like like his skin's cut open and we're seeing underneath, you know, like, and he, like he just seems darker. The trench coat did something also. like kind that. of person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say like the focus for me would be Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it, she carries. This always movie, focus like, on like Freddie, but mm. we don't focus and on that's, her. I guess that's a really good point, too, is that every movie was a big Freddy thing. Like, Freddy was, the like, a cultural icon at this time, right? Like, he'd have his own TV show. He'd had movie after movie after movie. It really didn't matter, like, who was carrying over in terms of Final Girls and, like, surviving characters. Because if you had all Robert England as Freddy Krueger, you had your, your Nightmare on Elm Street movie, right? But this was... The final girl movie. This was giving Nancy her her credit, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I just love like the steady maddening of Heather Langenkamp throughout this movie. Right, like she gets like m- more and more batshit. She does, you know, so great with like anger and frustration. And well, like considering the circumstances, I, I, like how do you see batshit? Oh my gosh, she looks batshit by the end. Like, I, if, okay, I did have to. I did have to watch this movie also from the perspective of everybody else around, and I'm like, 
She looks insane. She looks <laughs> like I'm. I, Would you know her? Her, <laughs> the well, babysitter. Yeah. They're both getting fifty-one fifty. You know, like they're <laughs> both. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> wait. I, so wait. So what was it that I was conflating the babysitter with, Zach? Oh, like, like what? The TV in um, was that Dream Warriors? Is it Dream Warriors when she gets her head in the TV? Yeah. yeah. And it is like a small blonde girl that gets her head in the TV, right? Uh -huh. no, it's not her. Okay, yeah. but what I mean, like, when we were watching this, I was like, wait, why think, isn't he a throw in her TV? Isn't that what happens here? But like, I realized <laughs> yeah. I was just, like, conflating the two. <laughs> and the babysitter, the babysitter's a real one. You know, she she waits. There's yeah. no proof that Heather Langenkamp is telling the truth about any of this. She seems insane, but the babysitter fully believes her. It's and like, is punching, I got it. Punching nurses left and right. I love the babysitter's like... <laughs> character. I'm Every time I watch this, I forget how much I love the babysitter. <laughs> Fucking cool, man. She's, She's great. Cool babysitter. Yeah. She's a cool girl. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then she gets killed for being ride or die. It has the best death. Of the I know. Movie. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna kill me, put me on a rotating set. You know. Yeah. Like, oh my <laughs> god. Oh. <laughs> and then Heather Lincoln Kim, like really like it, it is like so frustrating watching and like feeling for her because like there is no way to prove any of this. It looks like she's abusing her son. It looks like she is like losing her mind. You know. Um, I, like you can't convince somebody that like even the nurse says Freddy Freddy Krueger or something you know like yeah. it's uh, it just makes me cringe I'm like oh my god like, poor Nancy again, poor Heather she's, she's not like you know Meryl Streep or anything right. but yeah. like she you know Meryl she... Streep cannot play Nancy that's the one role she cannot play <laughs> but she like does her stuff yeah properly absolutely. and absolutely like really uh, creates uh, I think a final girl properly. Um, we'll see. We could combat yeah. on, you know, like. She's kind of created a second final girl here too, hasn't she? In like one franchise. Um, yeah. Because she does have Nancy and now Heather's like her own kind of final girl, you know? Um, yeah. I Can know. I also just say really quickly, like yeah. I, we, I know we've talked a lot about her. We talked a lot about like her, um, this being her and Wes's story but yeah. like I find her really endearing as a like playing a mom and yes. I thought her bond to Dylan in the movie felt really authentic and it really was like it's the thing that keeps your heart kind of racing throughout the movie yeah. because yeah. this really at the end of the day is a movie about a mom yeah you know what I mean and yeah. like it's yeah. it's really cool it gives me like child's play vibes you know yeah. Oh, and I got. I definitely got child's play vibes out of this one. You know, and it, yeah. and it, it like explains why she is so quick to go ahead and believe that something is happening, right? Mm -hmm. Because her child's affected. We wanted. Oh my goodness, we're bringing this full circle because at the beginning, last <laughs> even mentioned that the child's involved, and that brings a new dynamic. You know, um, <laughs> and so like that's like that's the whole explanation here. Like, if she was single and like had no child, would she really? Would she be questioning herself a little bit more? Probably. You know. Yeah. Um, but here, like her child's affected. Her child's being hurt like um and she's got to figure something out like pretty quickly yeah, yeah and i and like to the movie's credit it's like we said they're not going to do three hour cut but it's still like almost two hours and it really doesn't feel like it doesn't uh -huh. drag mm -hmm. um and like and like you said droid we're in it too and like literally every other scene is like her being traumatized again by a new fucking like terrible thing freddie has done right it's like she finds her son's stuffed animal cut. The, the wall's cutting. As soon as her husband leaves, the wall's like getting slashed, like it's Freddy's claws. Yeah. And like 
every night her son is like sleepwalking and doing something creepy like that she doesn't get a fucking break throughout this whole like i was like Nothing. god how about like a scene of her like taking a bath or not like even having funeral, a soda man. not <laughs> yeah, even, not the, even funeral. the funeral oh, yeah. the funeral is Freak that that was probably the scariest oh. part for me, and I remember it being terrifying then too. As, yeah, you know when the coffin goes down and she goes. I love how she like immediately jumps down into into a hole in the ground, you know, um, to grab her son and the body, a fucking dead body, like not even just a dead body, her husband's body kind of like lifts up and like falls over her and turns into fucking Freddy Krueger. Like how crazy, how crazy is that? <laughs> you want to talk about the funeral scene? Just like, do you yes. think that is Let's maybe that. the scariest scene? Um, and like, I like very much vividly remember that as a kid being like when Freddy's popping out of like the bottom of the coffin, like that oh. like really like scaring me. Um, and I think it's like really well done here. Like, because there's a lot of chaos. Like, the earthquakes really create a chaos. And, you know, even when she's in the house, it's like, oh, God. And, like, she smacks her head on the thing, and it's, like, her yeah. husband's funeral. Like, Jesus but Christ. It, like, But everyone yeah. still say, like, <laughs> yeah, every, scared, like, how they're relying camp. They're all, like... They're all like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, no big deal. No one's believing her. Everyone's, like, you know, well, I think you're being crazy. Um, uh, but... I mean, but, like... I would too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real here. I am totally calling the police on Heather Langenkamp as she's like doing this across the street to go into her house, right? <laughs> I, 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 but, you know, if I'm John Saxon, I'm like, yeah, there's Freddy Krueger. Okay, I'll believe it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Um, but, okay, well, so it's even worse too, though, just because she like looks so. Like, after she, like, comes to at the funeral, it's, like, it's just such a, a, a horrible, pl like, place and time to have something embarrassing happen. Right. And she's, like, in hysterics on the ground, and everybody's, like, oh, You know, it's just, like, it, it, it that scene is intense. Yeah, like, I, 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 I mean, I agree with you, Zach. Like, I would, if I were in that crowd, I'd be, like, oh, someone's losing it. Like, right? Yeah. Like, and so you, you also feel bad. You just feel so bad for her because it's, yeah. like, but again, like you said, Zach, she's in it. She, there's not like she's not denying that it's happening. It's just that everyone around her is like, mm, I don't know about that. But she's like, yeah. no, it's fucking Freddy Krueger. I know it is. Did you see the Wait. slashes? Like, I got to get Rex home. Yeah. Now. <laughs> there was um, the, the kid still has Rex has because I think there was two of them. And Wes had one and the kid has one. Um, and there was a there was recently like a like an Indiegogo or something like that to like do like a nightmare fan film. And the, the kid was going to be attached and it was going to be like Dylan's Revenge or something like that. I don't think oh. it raised enough money for it, but it would have been I don't know. It'd been cool to like read. Yeah. But like that's the one that's like attached to Heather Langenkamp. So I would have loved to like seen a continuation of that. And like, she's bring, alive in that. Bring like, her back now yeah, and yeah. I will still watch a new nightmare too. You know, like oh, oh yeah. newest nightmare. Oh <laughs> Newer nightmare, you know, whatever you want to you want to title it, I'll watch it. <laughs> she doesn't, you know, kind of feel that appreciation. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she's also been burned by the Long franchise, game. you know, a good bit. Like, she didn't get the Laurie Strode accolades, you know? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's crazy, like, you mentioned she was being stalked because wasn't the woman from Friday, uh, 
Friday the 13th also being stalked, like that final girl. And like when they brought her back for two, that was when she was like still being stalked by her stalker and like Daniel Harris stalked. You know, Daniel Harris from the two Halloween films, like a guy fucking showed up to her house with a shotgun in the back of his car. And like she did a child. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think she was a child then. I think she might have been like. 18 or so but like, i mean granted you know, it's scary had, no matter what but. it's fucking crazy and like she had to get a restraining order he went to jail everything like this is because i i, I don't know i mean i guess that that's what makes like the new scream a little bit you know yeah. more realistic is that there are fans like that there are fans yeah. that will like fully do something like this i don't know how you're gonna do a new nightmare but like somebody could try you know like, <laughs> right. i want to know like where she kind of i would be very curious to sit down and talk to her and like see where she kind of falls into it now because it, it there is so much the the conversation around especially final girls is so so much different now yeah. than than it you know has been and because it, it used to be what like final girls were like the actresses could only get this role this is the only thing they're gonna yeah, this yeah. Is the only thing they're famous for and a dead-end franchise you know but now they're appreciated it's just they they were looked down on for so long right and like yeah. I, I think now they're like with like i do think halloween and scream have helped like be like oh yeah like these actors who did go on to do you know like nev campbell courtney cox and jamie lee curtis are famous like for us it's like we love them for those franchises but for like they're famous and they've done a lot of other things so people kind of legitimize and they ooh lads we lost your video and they typically do not right yeah yeah they yeah they really don't and like you know like they uh, do but like you know slightly and like they do it it just varies on degree of like fan appreciation right it always comes down to fans and like how beloved those are because it's going to go one of two ways you're either going to be like the jamie lee curtis who is you know praised for this one role and she never really wasn't praised like it was always a big like bubble of excitement around her character but she wanted to distance herself from it right so it's like she didn't really appreciated until like later but then you have like a nev campbell who never really lost that appreciation and always kind of spoke highly of scream it's odd though that she doesn't get the respect that other other final girls get because there's no if you think about it logically there's like no reason and it's not like she's a friday friday the 13th final girl or Mm -hmm. not to not to discredit that franchise but it's different like it's just different and she is capable and smart and like definitely somebody to like look up to so I don't understand why Heather Langenkamp never got that same sort of praise that Jamie Lee Curtis got, especially when, I mean, if we're being honest, like Jamie Lee Curtis has starred, at, well, Jamie Lee Curtis has done more Friday or uh, Halloween movies, but Heather Langenkamp has only done the best of the movies of her franchise. Yeah. 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 So I don't yeah. know. I was I Troy. I was like, Ooh, don't appreciate, no, no, I don't, I don't appreciate I heard, the fucking shade, but you know, tension. whatever. I was like, well, whatever. Okay, no, you guys know what I mean. No, I. She I, had. She was. Let me defend her. She was contracted to do resurrection. Okay. okay. Sick. <laughs> Nobody forgot. I didn't forget. Uh, 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 when this. we did our when we did our stream live stream, one of the <laughs> oh, one of the guys on the panel. Oh man. To be fair, he's a big Halloween fan, but he really hates the new ones. And he okay. kept bringing them up. And I was like, oh, Zach is going to like burn this podcast in the ground. I <laughs> hate it when Ian says Ian's biggest line is Jamie Lee Curtis is oh. is, is, is MAGA now. Or like Laurie Strode is MAGA now. And it like drives me fucking insane. I want to burn the fucking house down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what? But like, it is true that Nancy just doesn't have that same standing, even though when you go what? through like the franchises, like she should, she should, but she doesn't have that respect. Like so, people but, don't like, respect you go through her, the franchises. Right? There's what Michael, so, so, Freddie, so I'm curious. Jason. Why not? Just, I don't know. Like, I'm really trying to rack my brain thinking of, like, because they're, like you said, Troy, there's no reason at all. There's no reason. Maybe it's just that Freddie just got too big and sort of eclipsed her. So, um, like, for for me, it's less about Freddie and more about Nancy. Well, but, like, uh, but right, Laz, I mean, you even think, like, she is, like, underrated. Like, she's not, yeah. doesn't get the appreciation is what we're saying. And, like, I wonder why that is, right? Because she should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. But, I mean, even if we think, yeah, even if we think about that, like, she's perceived as, like, one of the strongest of the strong. Like, she is, if you put all of the final girls together in order of their first movie, like, she's up there. She has to be, like, Easily. probably number one as, like, most capable, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Most we're just resourceful. Kind of, Lori just kind of falls into a survivor, you know? Yeah. Um, well, there's no City rhyme or reason of, for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael's moving super slow, so she's like a little <laughs> bit of an easier target to hit. Um, and then you have, what? who else? Like Sydney. And Sydney's got like, you know, there's a lot happening with Sydney. So like there's yeah plenty of ins and outs for her, right? Like she's got a good escape route a little bit. But like Nancy is front lines of whatever this war is, you know? And the, what fucking is, sucks about Nancy is that she has to be, like if we're just thinking about the first movie, she has to be the legend of her fucking town, right? Like the crazy girl who got locked in her house and bars put on the window <laughs> and was screaming from the windows, right? And she lost all of her friends. Like all nobody ever believed her. She ended up like a true final girl by herself. Um like arguably you know even more traumatic than the others you know but like i mean i guess sydney's boyfriend that's pretty traumatic but like a dream that like you cannot even explain to somebody like right you know it's crazy but i actually think that you're on to something though when you say that freddie because like okay if you think about it in the sense that jason is a zombie blob yeah yeah michael has no spirit and is an entity or whatever um she's working up against like arguably the most charismatic horror movie character in history i mean like i guess robert england yeah yeah, like it's hard to combat freddy krueger like he's doing stand-up while he kills people you know what i mean like (laughs) that's tough that's tough yeah 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 and he's just like go to bed motherfucker i do think like especially in the 80s, I almost feel like Final Girls in general weren't as, like, respected as, like, it was more like people were like, yeah, the killer, blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah. people weren't as, like, I mean, I don't know why, but they weren't as concerned with, like, the ladies. Um, and I th- I've said this to you before, Zach, like, most of the, like, horror stuff, like, I didn't buy a lot of horror merch because I was always interested in the Final Girls, but there yeah. was never But, like, where are their, do- like, them. okay, so in that I Am Nancy documentary, like, everybody has her sign, like, Freddy Krueger, like, dolls, and she's, and every one of them that. asking, she's saying, is there, did, was there a Nancy doll around there? <laughs> like, motherfuckers make this shit. It's because the gays were fighting oh, for gay rights and not for the Final Girls at that time, <laughs> and, like, all the straight men were, you know, <laughs> out wearing the Freddy Krueger shirts, you know? <laughs> But like, are you kidding me? No Nancy doll? Come the fuck on. And that reaction, that reaction tells me she's not saying no to a licensing deal. Yeah. Action figures, please. Something. I mean, 
Which I would love, I would love a shelf of like Final Girl figures. Like that's, that's I would love that. Instead, you're having to make Which fucking customs. Being, oh, Zach, um, what did you say about making customs? Oh, that you're fucking oh, great at it because they're not fucking <laughs> making them, right? Like they're not making my them. Sydney Prescott. He has four of them. He has no, oh, five it's of so them. Good. All five movies. Yeah, and they're all great. Um, <laughs> but like, if you're not gonna give it to us, the gays have to make them themselves. Yeah. I guess, right? Always get the shit under the stick and everything. Um, <laughs> 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 the next, the next, the next gay rights fight is is our final girls merch you know <laughs> having to get a fucking I will Etsy be there red bubble. the front line i will be there with a pitchfork yeah um <laughs> but yeah so like kind of winding up the like movie and nancy fucking you know dylan's off oh my god this fucking kid would have stressed me the fuck out he's off running across the freeway and everything she is it stresses me out watching her run across that freeway because it's just like as a kid i thought it was super cool and stuff now somebody who can drive on the freeway um (laughs) it is it's a really cool effect like because i watched the making of this movie before and i know that it was some kind of like green screen moment like the trucks weren't there or whatever but like for like 90 what was it 94 was that yeah like, yeah that was pretty fucking cool incredible yeah. like even watching it today i was like holy shit it's like great it's great and all the drivers seeing this like exorcist kid like floating in the yeah. air you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what again i'm thinking from the perspective of everybody watching this stuff go on you know ever the perspective yeah. they just see like this kid like jumping around just it's like, like what is happening had their leggings running right. across the road there's a child in the air <laughs> i thought i saw freddy krueger in the clouds but i can't be sure <laughs> like but he's wearing a trench and he doesn't wear a trench so who is that guy <laughs> and there's an army over there of other Freddies. So oh my God. Freddy's. Something's fucking happening. I don't know. I love Wes going all out with these ideas, right? And I wonder how many of the ideas, because we know that the island idea was like scrapped, but like how many other ideas did they have to like say no to, right? Because <laughs> his mind was just racing. He was on some Adderall, you know, up at 3 a.m. Yeah, Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Can I bring up another really random thing that I just adore about this movie? Yes. Everything. Go for it. Okay. So. One of my favorite things about the Freddy, about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise in general, is the the woven through like religious stuff, because I like religion in horror, mm-hmm. and I like when the Freddy movies decide to kind of like lean into Freddy being this like bastard child or whatever, you know. Um, and I like that in this movie, it was like, well, instead of leaning into religion, they leaned into like fairy tales, yeah, and like folklore and. You know that was really cool it was like a cool way to to switch things because normally it's just it's very catholic you know yeah like they they leaned into like greek mythology yeah uh yeah and like he definitely like turns into the devil before he explodes oh absolutely yeah right after pompeii comes falling down like (laughs) 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 i just heard this song in my Oh, an exclusive song from Zachary Patton Garcia. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> but like, you know, you go from the 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 like freeway chase and like she's running back to the house and this is this is I think my favorite so my favorite part is definitely the freeway part but like my second favorite part would have to be when John Saxon shows up and he that's my favorite there's that, there's that change moment where he is her dad again and oh. there's a moment where she fucking realizes it doesn't take her very long but she like finally like realizes it changes into her pajamas and then there's <laughs> the music cue she turns around she goes into the house I think my only rewrite here would be because when she goes inside it's she goes inside her old Elm Street house right but like when she yeah. would get inside it's her normal house um i would have made it the elm street house 
that set. And then like either her mother or Wes Craven, like sitting in the living room on the couch in the dark with the TV on and like drinking, like very drunk. Like the mother was in the original, you know, her her infamous bottle watching like nightmare on Elm street. Like that would have been cool to like walk in and see her doing that. And she says something to Nancy, like she did in the original Nancy goes upstairs and has to like go under the covers, like, you know, do all that stuff again. Um, but like, you know, she goes, it's okay. It's okay. Have any of you ever read Brett Easton Ellis's Lunar Park? Because I kept thinking of that. I, I, is that a book? Brett Easton Ellis is a piece of shit. Disclaimer here. But I have read most of his books and I do like <laughs> a lot of them. Um, and Lunar Park is basically like this, but with his books. Mm-hmm. And it's like Brett Easton Ellis is the main character of the book. But his like he's being haunted by Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, but like only seeing him kind of and like being sent a video of him and like his next door neighbor ends up being one of the characters from Rules of Attraction and like weird shit like that. I love it. I like it's a very long, weird book. And I really it's like one of my favorites of his books because like I have read all of them, but even I didn't get all of the references, but there's apparently like a zillion references. Right. Um, And I kept thinking of that because. (laughs) The book I sent you, Zach, but I won't, was influenced by Lunar Park, but I feel like Lunar Park absolutely had to have been influenced by New Nightmare because it's a lot of, it's almost like if New Nightmare were West Raven's point of view is what mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I just kept thinking of that while we were watching this. Mm, no, I've never well, read that. I will say that I did miss, to add to your point, I missed like, and I did, I've never thought about it until this viewing. I missed the dreams. Like I missed the, the sort of breakaway like when you describe that moment of her going in the house and like how cool it would have been if she was like in her old house and you know like if we had had some sort of like whimsical sort of dream sequence like I did miss the the dreams because I love yeah. the even yeah. in the worst Nightmare on Elm Street movies the dreams are still really creative and cool Cause that and is fun. where they get creative right like yeah. that's where they yeah. stretch their real like you know they kind of yeah. take the the producer's head off and they're you know just playing without a budget you know I, for like the wackiest one i always think i think it's from dream warriors when jaja gabor is on the tv and gets slashed by freddy krueger <laughs> who goes a oh, fuck what you think bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm actually the original i just i hate to break you guys but this i'm, I'm freddy krueger you did all the adr for the original movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prime, prime, bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we go down yeah we go down into like the, the this final battle scene and it's all cool and fun but like again like i think we've already talked about this that it yeah. kind of like does go down a little bit but it's okay it's a nice wind up and i don't know it's just a fucking great movie man i love it i love it i wouldn't be mad if they brought back you know heather Langenkamp to do something similar i don't know how they would do that though like how do you bring heather Langenkamp back only west could do it honestly you think i think I'm- he's the only one that could do it in a way that felt like it made sense in his franchise. Like it's just yeah. his brain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, although I will say, I would feel confident that the guys that did the new scream, if they did something like that, I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have confidence in you boys. Yeah. They can so do anything fair. they want now. I'm good with that. Again, <laughs> I just want a fucking all out final girl movie with our final girls, Jamie Lee Curtis, Heather Langenkamp, <laughs> yeah. fucking Nev Campbell. Like, it doesn't have to make any fucking sense. It does no. not have to make sense. Put them all as Jamie, yeah. as, as Laurie Strode and, and Nancy. Like, just a movie. Put them against some sort of baddie. It could be all of their baddies. It could be a new baddie. I don't care. Just, like, 
What a concept. What an idea. I think what would be holding that back? I mean, I guess Disney needs to buy them all up, right? Because yeah. <laughs> just different properties. Yeah. But, like, if Disney buys them all, we can get that. Maybe on, like, a Hulu show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it would just I know be girls cool. Girls Endgame. <laughs> imagine the money that would make. I mean, yeah. It'd be incredible. Talk about a box office, right? Um, it would probably be the highest grossing box office movie in, and for a horror movie in quite a while. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I, I really do think this is the scariest Freddy has been, and he does, I mean, you guys touched upon that. He looks sleeker, and somehow it makes him look scarier. It makes him look more intimidating because he's like... Yeah more like this body positive i don't mean body positivity but he feels more comfortable in his like it's not like he's like this like guy who was tortured by these people wrongly tortured by mm. these people he feels like just like a monster that looks like this you know what i mean yeah. like, like he so i saw yeah. i heard somebody say so there there's also a documentary like about them making all of the it's called like uh never sleep again about all of them they're making all of them and i think in that they state that um the idea for him in this one was that he was born that way rather than like burned or scarred or something in the yeah. past. Like he doesn't have a backstory. He was born as evil, like, you well, know, so and this is his evil justness. Um, uh, I so think like, like, like Wes's pro like process was yeah. that he wanted to go to like within mythology. I love the idea of Wes just sitting in his all white house with, you know, floor to ceiling glass windows and just like reading Greek mythology books coming up with a new nightmare. <laughs> and I guess, okay, so I guess our closing question will be, who are you as a final girl? Not, not any of these. Are you, are you hiding? Are you running? Are you fighting? I guess, I guess those are the three categories, right? Running. <laughs> running. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm running. Like I'm running and escaping <laughs> and like you know, running amongst yeah. several uh entries of a franchise, I guess. How do you as a final girl deal with a chase? Are you the yeah. final girl that falls over branches or are you the final girl that like hides with a knife? Like it's interesting and like those things do make a big difference, you know, from horror franchise to horror franchise. Like yeah, you know, the Friday the 13th is made up of chase scenes and they're all usually pretty illogical. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but that's the vibe of that movie. And like, that's like the reality that they're rooted in. Like, I almost feel like you can kind of tell the strength of a horror villain based on like the chase scenes. You know? I, if it, it depends, like I, I would help and maybe get murdered and not be a final girl. But like, if the killer's like attacking all of you guys, I would be like, Oh, I got it. We got to fight. But if it's just me and the killer, then I'm going to like bolt and like try to get as far away, far away as I fucking can. Yeah. Um, But like, if it's like, yeah, like, I don't know if like, I'm like Sydney in that fucking house, then I'm going to fight because it's like, well, the killers are both in here. They've got hostages. I, there's nothing else. I can't leave these people to die. Yeah. Um, Ian's yeah. hiding in that closet, like back in the fucking closet, man. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who would you be, Zach? Mojito. Uh, I, I'm not confident that I'm a final girl because I do, I, in a fight or flight, I'm definitely fought and that usually works out for me or it doesn't. So it's a 50, 50. If I make it, I guess I get to go to another movie, you know, but, um, yeah, I think we said last time in, in our crawl episode that, yeah, my confidence is either going to kill me or push me to the finish line. So well, just, I, I, if, if it was me and Zach, Zach would be 
the guy in every horror movie that doesn't believe it's happening and is like <laughs> jokey about it. And oh no, like, I hundred percent believe it. You don't have to convince me. Absolutely not. I you I believe it right off the bat. You would be you would be the guy in Paranormal Activity that's like, oh, there it goes. No, no, I'm the guy going to the next floor, and somebody on my elevator is getting off at this floor of the hospital, and I see I see Heather Langenkamp having a fit down the hallway, and I fully believe it's Freddy Krueger. I you know <laughs> don't she didn't even have to speak to me. You would be the the like the the evil nurse in. Uh, dream warriors that's just telling everybody to go to sleep you're like it's all figments of your imagination <laughs> hey, it's all here, it's, yeah, all here, all i'll take this pill <laughs> um yeah where can everybody find you troy um you can follow my podcast uh i have a podcast called dunzo and i have a second podcast called beyond the blinds um they're both on all the things and you can follow me online at Troy McKeady or just at Dunzo Podcast as well. Laz, where can everyone find you online? All right. Well, we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. We're having we're having some technical difficulties with Laz. Uh, you can find Laz Marquez at Laz Marquez on all the things. Right? It's just his name at yep. Laz Marquez and LazMarquez.com to buy a bunch of cool prints like that. The Final Girl print is pretty cool, so I'd suggest going and grabbing that one. Um, what about uh, what about Slayer Fest? And since we're on a new network now, what about Slayer Fest? You promote that one separate now. Oh, well, the, you can find my podcast at SlayerFestX98 yes. on all social media platforms. That's the handle. Um, and where Zachary also co-hosts sometimes over there, too, when I can bully yeah. him into doing it. We're going to be watching Angel soon. We're going to be going through that fucking hot dog shit oh, wow. mess. I'm yeah. excited for you to go through that since you've never like, just, fully, like, fully watched worried it. worried that I won't commit and <laughs> I won't watch it. Don't worry, I'll bully you. <laughs> I'll, show up, I'll show up and be like, yeah, but Maddie on Euphoria. Did you see that one? Yeah, that one, that one. Well, we, we thank you guys so much for being on it. I fucking love this movie. I'm so happy to have talked to you guys with, you know, have, have, had you guys, oh my God, what are words? Had you guys on this uh, podcast with us to talk about it. And we will see everybody next time. Bye. Bye.